Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock. I'm Thomas Miller with a really exciting topic today that I'm, <laughs> I can't wait to really kick this off. We're going to dribble this out, but Robert is working on a special series that we're going to release kind of, I guess, as it goes, or we might, I'm not sure yet exactly how this will unfold, but we're going to play around with the first episode today. Did you know that in astrology, you have some secrets that are easily pinpointed in your chart if you set up a particular way of looking at the chart? So Robert is going to tell us where the secret is in our astrological chart. Well, the only reason I think this is so important is because secrets can either undermine an entire life if they are unconscious or if they're not addressed. And if they are addressed and understood, they can turn out to be the hidden treasure of your life. For example, let's just start with the first sign, Aries. The secret side of Aries that's the last thing anybody ever expects in Aries is their emotional vulnerability. Aries is a a brilliant, bright, original individual, often a very pioneering sign and all of that. But this secret emotional vulnerability is what can undermine Aries' um, impossible dreams, if you will, of fame and fortune and romance with a capital R. And by the way, that that romantic dream is something they never give up, even though every prince and every princess that comes into their lives turns out, disappointingly, to be mere mortals. But they have this incredible idealism and this secret emotional vulnerability, and it's that vulnerability that also motivates Aries infamous reputation for being hot-headed and defensive when their uh, ideas or their opinions are challenged, or when they are shown cold, hard facts that prove them wrong, which they really hate, because proving an Aries wrong really ignites their secret fear of being, quote, found out, unquote. And this goes on no matter how accomplished Aries may or may not, in fact, be. They fear, for some reason, they fear exposure by somebody who is more informed or more experienced or more knowledgeable or more successful, especially if they are revealed in public. Their Aries can be afraid that their uh, shortcuts that they've taken to get where they are or their lack of depth and substance sometimes or their their eagerness to prematurely toot their own horn, all of those things, instead of letting their genuine accomplishments speak for themselves, this inner vulnerability can be their downfall. And they also have a secret fear of confinement. And I'm not just talking about prisons, but sometimes even a fear of hospitals, a fear of nursing homes, a fear of clinics, rather, a fear of mental institutions a fear of courtrooms, fear of the police. Because think about it, confinement is absolutely the worst thing you can do to an Aries. 
It can even go into realms like marriage. They may secretly fear that marriage is a kind of confinement. And because these things, this vulnerability is so unconscious in Aries, because Aries is born to express Mars, put it out there. Meanwhile, they've got this incredible rich inner life that is prone to all sorts of fantasies and imaginings. And this is why they delve into the, the spiritual and metaphysical world so much, because really their imagination doesn't have any boundaries. And so you find over a lifetime, these people uh, can investigate astrology and tarot and crystals and past life regression and dousing and psychic guides and angels and uh, new age philosophy and alternative health and medical discoveries. They can go in for self-help groups and gurus, channeling, automatic writing, aliens, uh, time travel, exotic religions and groups, on and on and on. Meanwhile, they're very currently on fire about whatever their newest project is or their latest vision for their future or their latest interest, so that tapping and harnessing all of this creative imagination and being recognized as a leader in, in whatever they undertake in their community or preferably in the world via the internet, that's really Aries' mission is to find something in themselves that they can undertake that gain that they're good at, that they can be recognized as a leader for. But even um, these vivid idealistic goals of Aries and these romantic fantasies keep clashing with the reality of doing the day-to-day -day work and completing the thousand and one details that you have to do to make your dreams come true mainly because Aries people have a very strange relationship with time, I think. For one thing, they never really grow old, Aries. But they also may never grow up, and that's the danger. So accomplishing these dreams that they have, these visions and projects they have, with all these 1,001 details, that takes effort, and it takes time, maybe more time than Aries really is willing to give to it before they fall in love with their next great idea or their next great project. And the longer that they spend with a person or with a project or an enterprise, the more that their fantasy of that comes face to face with the reality of it, which never meets their original idealization of it. So there you get to another secret motto of Aries, which is, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, and tomorrow is another day. So that's a kind of thumbnail sketch of, of Aries' big secret, is this tremendous sensitivity that lies just beneath the surface in them. You know, I had never thought even about, I mean, it's such a shadow but yet astrology is built on the shadow. It's built on the duality. So question comes. Now, you were mentioning a lot of 12th house symbolism there as you were describing the secrets. Where are you looking in the chart for the secret area? 
exactly right. What you do is place the sun signs, whatever the sign is, on the first cusp. And then you look in in relation to that sign on the first cusp. Where does the sign of Pisces fall? Well, with Aries, it falls on the 12th house. So that is the source of, of their secret vulnerabilities, if you will. Uh, if you place, let's say, the opposite sign, place Libra on the first cusp, well, then Pisces falls on their sixth house. Their secret vulnerability is in through their work and through their psychological self-integration or lack of it. So with the sixth house Pisces, with the Libra, uh, sign of Libra on the first house, their secret fear has to do with the sixth house in some way because Pisces is there and you have to it's astrology is always like putting a puzzle together really so you have to begin to think well where where are Jupiter in relationship and and Neptune in relationship to this Libra on the first cusp and you'll get more clues but secretly air Libras rather are vulnerable in their work and occupation, they never quite feel like it's stable or reliable. And especially with Pisces there, they can often go into one of the creative arts, which Libra is known for. With Pisces on the sixth, they're drawn to those kinds of things because they're intangible. They depend on creativity and the imagination. Sometimes if you're an actor, for example, on pretending, uh, which is another form of, of lying and so on. So if they're unconscious, then their escapism can do them in. Pisces on the sixth house is, if it's untrained and unconscious, has an unconscious need to escape as much hardship as it can. Libras are known for this. This is why they're known as such lazy sides. I'm not lazy at all. Uh, we're known as procrastinators. And I... Li- when I was younger, believe me, all of this applied. Uh, as I've gotten older, especially with Saturn in my chart, I've had to learn. But but Pisces on the sixth house is naturally escapist as a whole way of living, as a philosophy of living. So it can be very duplicitous if you're not careful. It's an absolute great position for lying, which is one aspect of acting. For example, it's a constructive and creative form of lying or pretending to be somebody else for the duration that you're shooting the movie or that you're on stage. But they have this escapist tendency that can do them in, and that can take the form of drugs and alcohol and sex and all of the escapist mechanisms that are available to us today. And then it's that secret side of Pisces in Libra on the first that is their spirituality. So once Librans get in touch with that, with spirituality, and their their more or less direct connection with what we call God, they're much safer, and they are much more whole, and they're likely to then elevate all of the sixth house meanings to very high status in their life. This is what I've done unconsciously, but this is the way it's turned out with me. Uh, I live in in this kind of half physical, half spiritual and non-physical realm through my imagination, through writing, through performing as I was an actor for a while and certainly through metaphysics and astrology. So the bulk of my existence is on 
those kinds of levels. And it turns out that that has become the foundation, really, of my life, is that connection with the all that is, as the Seth books put it. Does that make any sense? Yeah. This yeah. process works? It does. And I like the, in fact, you just said it, process. That's exactly what I was thinking is knowledge is a good thing. But applied knowledge is gold, right? So once we find the shadow in our own chart, we're going to do this series, folks. Don't don't worry. And we will put a PDF together of it, too. And I know I am tardy on the one on the nodes, but it's coming. Don't worry, folks. It's gonna, little old me can only do so much. But um, we will do that as well here. But once we find that secrety shadow, Robert, then how can we use the chart to find the solution? Make it conscious, make it kind of, because every sign has its positive side and its negative side. So Pisces, for example, on my, or any Libran's sixth house in their natural wheel, Pisces is either an artist or a creator. It's also a healer because Pisces associates with the medical profession, with hospitals and healing, particularly spiritual healing. Uh, and, and in fact, if there is a tendency toward drug or alcohol abuse in, say, Libra's life, then those are attempts to heal, whether they know it or not. There's something painful that they are seeking escape from. It can be very superficial. They may be, as I was when I was younger, uh, I, the last thing I wanted to do was have to work hard. That's just not the way it should be. So, of course, entertainment, because look at it. Every night you're seeing these wonderful-looking people up there on the stage in the spotlight getting applause. That looks like a great way to live. And they, they all make a fortune, right? It's not until you get to the reality that less than 10% of the Screen Actors Guild makes over $10,000 a year acting. So that's the truth. Nonetheless, there's all sorts of creativity inherent in that Pisces there. And I discovered it. It discovered me really through astrology and then in writing secondarily to that. And I wrote for television for 15 years, which is another form of theater and actually one that I prefer to acting behind the scenes. You don't have to be out there on the stage. You don't have to be in the spotlight. So it's making them conscious, these things that are shown in your chart. And then you consciously stay in touch with the higher side of, in this case, Pisces, and learn to control or outgrow the immature or negative side of the sign. I was a very good liar and a little thief when I was a kid. I was a great child kleptomaniac. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, had, and got by with it. Got by with it until I was 12. I told you that story. I got Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Book. <laughs> yeah. And so my life of crime ended at, at about 12 when I did get caught. And the guy that saw me steal the paperback said, all right, you either turn that book, put that book back where you found it, or I'm telling the manager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> So there's, again, it's Pisces trying to get something for nothing, trying to get something for the least amount of effort. This is typical of some kinds of Librans if they're not careful. So that's why I think this is so much fun and valuable is to consider, place your sun sign on the first house and look and see what house has, has uh, Pisces in relation to that sun sign. And you'll find out those house matters where you find Pisces are key to unlocking a lot of hidden talents that turn out to be the source of your survival even, and even your conquest of life, if you will, if you can learn to appreciate them and develop them. 
as opposed to trying to escape from whatever it is you think you're escaping from. I love astrology. <laughs> Just it, it paints our lives in such a beautiful picture. Thank you. This is great. I can't wait for the series. I know you're working on it, but yeah, we'll be rolling it out in the future and with great anticipation. And if you would like to talk to Robert about your own chart, you can do it. The information on how to is in the show notes. Check out our Discord channel as well. Kristen Lawhead doing an amazing job of continuing the conversation there. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening today. This has been fun. More to come on the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast.